Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the station bringing you every Broncos game. Touchdown, Denver! This is Broncos Country Tonight. Presented by Betfred Sports. Never miss a bet with Betfred Sports on KOA. Tonight, Ryan Edwards, Benjamin Albright, 303 713 8585 is our gateway since they're all text like, notice I had to wait as long as humanly possible. We gotta, we gotta put like a timer up so that they because every Tuesday, man, you get Steve, Al, and Rod Smith in the same room, which is awesome. Oh, I, I just love being a bystander, man. I'm just, I'm just sitting here like soaking it up. The stories. All oh, of it, man. man. What up, at? Now, we're trying to figure out who's on this picture. I can't, I couldn't, yeah. man. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, who, I don't who, know is who it is. <laughs> I put in our group photo about you. I'm like, hey, man, who is this? And they made a couple of speculations. Like, no, it's not him. It's not him. I don't know who it is. What's going we'll on, see. man? It's the ghost. We'll see. We'll see who it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> What's going on, man? Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. 2023. This, this is going to be a year for the ages. No, oh, yeah? How so? It's just gonna be a great year. Okay. Broncos country is gonna we're gonna ride. We're gonna start that whole ride thing all over again. And mm-hmm. it's gonna and it's gonna be on the good side. Do you think we'll ever get back to let's ride? Do you think that's ever gonna be a thing again? I think I, Steve just coined the new phrase. It's let's so. ride on the good side. It rhymes. He's got Steve's so. got bars. I hope so. Yes, are you spitting bars? Is that what you're doing here? Let's ride on the good side. <laughs> what would LL think of that? He probably wouldn't like that. He might, he might no, dig he it. Might. He yeah. might dig it. You know, that, that would work in Patchwork Blue, but not with LL. Oh, we don't no. sell bars in Patchwork Blue. That's that's the new thing, though. They don't, they that don't rhyme. Thing? It's uh, it's prog rock. It's it's art. Uh, they don't rhyme. <laughs> it's more spoken it's poetry. A, it's a jazz fusion. <laughs> spoken poetry, yeah. <laughs> spoken I knew poetry. you'd like that. I knew you'd like that. <laughs> like like Sean Mullins? Yes, yeah. <laughs> he lives in a... <laughs> I can't even do that. Like the stars. <laughs> All right, man. I'm telling you, you guys need to do a concert, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I know four people on earth that get what we're even talking about, and yeah. one of them is Sean Mullins. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's that right. Dude. Hey, man, he's still got the voice. No, Text line says, uh, I'm only here because I was told Steve would fix both the Broncos and my personal problems all in half an hour. <laughs> oh, that's oh, right. Steve Atwater in studio to fix the Broncos. And your personal problems. The, Ask Bron- Dr. the Broncos Steve. aren't unbroken. Oh, they're, oh, they're good. They're not broken. We're good. Just Tell me why. We haven't won. Tell me why. <laughs> not broken, baby. <laughs> tell me you got that. Yeah, we definitely got that. Tell tell me why the, the Broncos are not broken. They're not. We just haven't won game, won as many games as we won. Okay, all right. So so what you saw out of the performance against Kansas City Chiefs that tells you that the Broncos are in the clear. I'm gonna say all that. Okay, we got some things we got to work on. We're not well, broken. Well, tell, tell me tell me what we got to work on. Oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. First off, uh... scoring more points while simultaneously allowing. Fewer points. You a, can't win games nice. by losing. Trent Dilfer. Hey, man, man, I was, I, I never could have thought of that. <laughs> Trent Dilfer said that on the air. I'm, I'm quote. <laughs> it's, a, it's an actual quote from I, I an NFL analyst. That, though, man, that was beautiful. 
a don't forget to I talked to him the other day, man. He got the, the head coaching game. He's settling in, man. He's he head coach. Yeah, he's head coaching college. I like it. It's Where is a, he? Uh, whatever the name of the university. Hang on, I'll tell you. Doesn't really matter. Talk amongst yourselves while I figure it out. Is it a big college? No. Okay. It so, doesn't have to be. It's not, we're not where you started. It's where we'll, you we'll, we'll spend a lot of time talking about the Broncos game and, and what, what we learned from it, especially about Russell Wilson. Uh, but I'd be remiss, of course, if we didn't uh, spend a little bit of time talking about what happened last night with DeMar Hamlin. Mm. And, of UAB. course, the, the UAB. That's UAB. right. That's right. Okay. Alabama so what yeah. what was – you have a, the, the latest on DeMar. What's what's going on there? Yeah, got a text uh, from a family member of his not too, too long ago, uh, right before the bottom of the hour, I guess, last hour. And, uh, yeah, they've had uh, – they've, they've moved his oxygen from 100% down to 50%, so he's 50% breathing on his own now. That's good news. Um, yeah. yeah, it's incredible news. Uh, the vitals are still stable. All that's going on. They have, He hasn't woken up. He's still intubated, all that kind of stuff. But he's, he's starting to breathe on his own. That's a big, that's a big positive turn uh, for somebody who had a cardiac death on the field. Yeah, it's just – Ben. Scary. I got a question for you. Yeah. Who do you not know? Uh, this dude knows everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, who do I not know? I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody I don't know. <laughs> do you have a, a lifeline to Roger Goodell? I got somebody that can get a message to him. There you go. Hey, I, like yeah. last night. Yeah, that's right. Last yeah. night. Last it, night I got through to people I should not have been able to get through to. I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> it's impressive. I got oh, I got cool, somebody man. that's in the room with. I don't have a I don't, like you know Roger and I don't don't exchange Christmas cards, but I got a I got somebody I can get a message to him. Through. The, the I, gray, got, I got to be honest. When when I first met you, Ben, I was like, man, this, this dude is full of you crap. You don't know all this stuff, man. And, and, Every single time, like, oh, dang. I remember the time when you finally figured it out, too, because I was on the phone with the general manager from the from the AFC West. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you were like, wait, you're on the phone with who? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm just that. I'm just over the years, just things just keep happening. You call it and like, hey. Yeah, I have much respect, bro. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I got. I mean, I had a similar experience with Ben early on, you know, working on this show too. I mean, not that I never really doubted it, but then what I think he'd do every so often just to like reaffirm the the standing of things. He'd be like, "Hey, check this out," and then I'd be like, "Oh my god, how do you, <laughs> how do you have that?" It's ridiculous. Yeah, man, Ryan never want to give you a props, did he? Yeah, I never. Well, I mean, to be fair, I have this job because of Ryan, though. Like Ryan brought me on, like when they, when you guys were on 760, Ryan used to bring me on as a guest. You remember? I used to come yeah, on as a yeah, guest or but, whatever. But Ryan, I'm telling you, he, he didn't give you your props, man. He didn't give Back you then, f- he's, you know, he's like, hey, we got this guest on. It's a favor, guys. He doesn't know anything. Real quick. It's- no, 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 no. no there, there's, a, there's a very specific reason we had oh, you I, on. Yeah, I know. I, and I, yeah, we don't need to. No, I mean, I, I don't, well, we don't have to actually say it. But I, I, I liked, of course, your perspective. I liked that you could say some things that. Nobody else will say. Well, they, they, you know. Other people can't say. Yeah. I, I, I just happened to be doing a show at the time with a couple of people that worked for the Broncos. It was, you know, it's like no one of those things. Yeah. Whatever. And so I needed to have you in in order to say it's the just, things. I'll drop that, dynamite in the fish tank. I don't care. Yeah. Mm, you can say what you want. I'll say. mix it up. That's right. I'm not going to steal anybody's logos, but. Wow. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into all that coming up here in just a little bit. But I, I <laughs> want to come back to uh, this this conversation about Damar Hamlin. And, and I wanted to ask you, of course, Steve, as a guy that plays safety, uh, just sort of what your reaction to what happened last night was. Uh, man, it, it really hit me hard, um, you know, knowing that yeah, he was he was a safety, played the same position I played, and, you know, seeing the response of his teammates and just knowing that uh, th- it, was a, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. And, 
my heart goes out to his family. I'm sure everybody, we, we all feel the same way in that regard. Um, just a, a super unfortunate situation. Uh, and for that to be on, on such a huge stage as, as Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, everyone, really the whole world got a chance to see it. And, you know, to see really how, how I won't say violent the sport is, but how how, how dangerous it can be, you know, Um and it was it was scary. It really was scary. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen, uh, and and fortunately, I'm, I'm glad you gave us the the good news, Ben. That things are are certainly improving for him. And uh, you know, just to see how his, how his teammates they were you know they they, they were crying, hugging each other. Um, I remember being in a practice here, and uh, one of my friends, man, broke his ankle in practice. Uh, he lives here now, and he'll probably remember this if he's listening. I uh, broke his ankle in practice, and the coach was like, all right, all right, hey, hey, we're going to get medical staff, take a look at him, move over to the other field, let's keep it going. I'm like, wow, bro, he's got – my man got his ankle broke right here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that, I want to yeah, I want to take a chance to go see how he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I can't even imagine if, if, you know, he wouldn't have been breathing and, uh, you know, you, you couldn't really – uh, check them out. So I'm, I'm glad that the NFL handled it the way that they did. Uh, it took a little while for them to get to that point to where they uh, called the game off, but uh, that in the end, that, that was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Well, they had, they had some procedural hurdles they had to jump through. I know everybody thinks it's just as simple as making a phone call. The commissioner's like, we will cancel the game. Yeah, it's, not, right. it's not like that. Exactly, yeah. You got some things. You got, you, they had to call the NFLPA. They got to, you know, they got to work on it because then there's no time to reschedule this game and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So they went back and forth and uh, they, they had looped the networks in because, hey, they paid for all this programming and they sold this to advertisers. Right, now we're going to yeah. yank that off the air. Yeah. There's There are things. And I understand that, that in, in the scales, the balance of human life should outweigh that. And it, it absolutely should. But at that point in time, the question wasn't, you know, does this affect the life or death of Hamlin at that point? It was, okay, he's on the way to the hospital. Now we need to figure out what we're actually going to do here right? and go from there. I posited the question uh, in the last hour, and I'll ask you, is, do you think that as, as a pro athlete, do you think it's difficult to conceptualize the game the same way after you watch that happen? Are you a scared? Would you be, uh, would it change your mindset on making or taking a hit? Would, would it change any? I mean, you were in the league when Dennis Bird happened. Yeah. Did that change anything about? Uh, did, did you? How did that? How did that go when you know? When uh, that happened? I, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, because you know, I've, I've been playing football since I was eight years old, and mm-hmm. um, I had never seen anything like that before. Um, and so, all of my experiences told me that the chances of it happening are, are pretty slim. Even, even now, even with this happening mm-hmm. with DeMar Hamlin, um, it's still not something that's, you know, predominant. You know, it's, it's not happening every single week or, you know, once a year or, you know, it's just not as frequent. It doesn't, no, that, absolutely. Injuries happen, bad injuries happen. But uh, the case where guys aren't breathing, that that is not the norm. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I feel – so bad for him, and I, I hope that he's gonna gonna heal up 100. Um, percent But for me, I, I think I'd still be able to go out and do my thing. I, you know, after you know, making sure that he's fine, uh, and you know, keep praying for him. And yeah, still gotta, I still got, I would still have to do my thing. That's that's my personal take as a as a player. Well, now I don't know if I could have done it that night. Well, yeah, well, I, sure, I, I right. certainly couldn't have played after seeing my teammate or even a guy on the other team go through that. Um, you know, that, that's difficult. Well, 100%. And I was having the same conversation with Alfred and Dave earlier, asking him kind of the same question of, 
and I think Dave brought up a great point. He said that uh, NFL players probably, unlike a lot of professional athletes, can compartmentalize the the fact that you're going to get injured. Like you, you almost have to, right? To play the game, oh, you yeah. have to always go into that thing, but then not feeling you're like you're invincible because then you would really make mistakes and you'd hurt other people. But but feeling as though, okay, I'm I'm doing this to the best of my ability. I I have I've been training to not get injured or injure other people, and they're trying to do that all within the the confines of the whistle. But but when it's a life and death thing, That's a whole it, it changes. I think it just changes all the, the chemistry yeah. of the conversation. So that to to Ben's point, I think that I want to just sort of piggyback on is is how much does that change a little bit of the outlook of it? Because even though you can say it's a freak injury, I still think you experience that as a human. No, yeah. I, I didn't say it's a freak injury. It's just it, it just. I guess is that what you're saying by when I say it doesn't happen as frequently? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's diff- definitely difficult to see. And, uh, you know, I wonder if guys will go out and tackle a little bit differently, uh, you know, knowing that, hey, if, if a guy lowers his shoulder into your chest, if, if that can happen, you know, if the timing is right, if, if that can happen to you, right? I mean. It's like one in a million kind of thing. But yeah. 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 Uh, so, but I again, mean. Yeah. Now that it has happened. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think there is a compartmentalization to it. Also, I'll put it this way in perspective of, uh, you know, my military. Like when we were out, you prepare for every outcome as you go outside the wire, right? You're prepared. But when you watch it happen, when you watch one of your, your brothers get hit mm. you and you watch them, you know, you watch a death occur, mm. it changes you. Oh, it, I, it, in that instance, it changes your mindset, your frame of mind of what you're doing. I think that training goes out the window in that moment. You've got to find a way to kind of gather yourself, push yourself back together and, and, and accomplish what it is that you need to accomplish. And that's a whole other level there. I mean, it, it is, but I mean, you can apply the same yeah. concepts on the field. And I think that's the thing It's just like you do. And, and I good on Joe Burrow last night for saying, no, yeah. I mean, it was, they did not, there's some misreporting about being told to go back out on the field and that kind of stuff. But good on Joe Burrow for saying, no, we're not going to, you know, in the warm up thing. And they're like, what do we do next? Well, you guys have five minutes to warm up. No. And, and the coach is getting together and taking him to the locker room. Good on, good on the leadership there for doing the right thing. Yeah. hundred percent. He and, he and Josh Allen, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it was super tough on them, especially uh, the guys with the Bills, man. Just, you know, the guy that they had been practicing with, uh, you know, chatting it up with, uh, hanging out with, uh, best friend. I'm sure you got some best friends on the team. You know, that's got to be super, super tough for them. Uh, and it, it affects the other guys, too, on the other team. I mean, the Bengals, they were uh, just as disturbed as, as the Buffalo Bills were. Mm-hmm. They were. So now you wonder, of course, the inevitable conversation. And and like you said, you're reporting that things were improving for DeMar Hamlin. That's most important, no doubt about it. But there is a, a little bit of a football aspect to this because this was an important game for seeding, right? All those kinds of conversations. And and Ben, you were reporting earlier. I just want to touch on this before we move on. Uh, you were reporting earlier that they're considering going no contest on this game and I don't know what they do even with that scenario. So this is there's some some interesting things that they're going to have to decide here pretty quick. Yeah, I, that is the lean right now is that they're just going to no contest this game. They'll, they'll see you know if Kansas City wins or if they lose, it, if it becomes irrelevant, then it becomes irrelevant. But if it matters, then you go through to either not counting Kansas City's win this week or not counting their game this week against the standings in order to give a head to head, or picking a game at random using a random number generator to not count and then go from there. Oh wow. I mean, I, again, it's, it's unprecededed. Because yeah, you wonder, like, yeah, when, when would they you reschedule? It? How do you reschedule? Yeah, yeah you they'll, know, they'll, they'll, they'll make it as fair as they possibly can. Somebody's obviously going to, if, if everything wins out, then somebody's obviously going to be mad, but they're going to try and make it as fair as they can, given the city. It's an unprecedented situation. So, yeah. 
Now, and then there's a reason why that keeps being said. He was said last night on the broadcast multiple times after the broadcast was Confed Pelt. And I thought that, uh, the, the, by the way, the guys, they, they all did such a great job. Uh, Booger McFarland, I've given him a hard time for many, many years. You know, Stephen, you and I used to go back and forth about the Booger Mobile and all that stuff yeah, you, on Monday Night Football. I was not a fan. About Booger, man. Not a fan. Booger, did, but this, thing, this, was, this was a good moment for him. This was a really good moment. I thought that he was a very rational voice in, in what was a very complex situation. Yeah, all of them did a, did a great job uh, really – talking through that, uh, no preparation, didn't know, you know, really how to respond to it. It's, it's unprecedented. We haven't seen anything like this before. I thought they all really uh, did an amazing job of, uh, you know, really showing the personal side of, of the game and uh, showing, you know, their, their pro- personal feelings and emotions on that. Well, and to that, to that point, oftentimes, and, and we, we as a show really try to emphasize and re-emphasize this point that it is humans playing the game. So many times we get caught up in fantasy football and the competition and the gambling and all the things about it. Right. And you, you see people going after players on Twitter as if they don't have families, as if they aren't human beings that have feelings about any of it. So I, I did like that. I think as, as a group, right? You saw Twitter. There were some certain oh, people man. out there that were doing it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But there was more people. The love not, was the, yeah. the love was great. It I mean, was th- there was more people out there saying exactly what needed to be said about, hey, this is a person. Yeah. This is a family that's now going to be riding in an ambulance to a hospital hoping he survives this thing. And I think it, it gave it humanized the players in a, in a much more grand scale than we've seen in a long time. And I think for me, the main thing was you look at today, you look at his charity. Which had a goal oh, of twenty five hundred dollars raised uh, to to raise to try to donate uh, toys to needy yeah. kids, wow. and, and right before twenty five hundred dollars was the goal, right? As of this show start, four point eight million dollars oh, raised overnight. So great. There's your faith in humanity, right oh, there. The hundred percent, man. Um, and I've always said the you know football, especially most pro sports, but. Football, especially, man, it it brings people together. It, it unites people. Uh, it has people fighting for a, a common goal, and um, that, that just another beautiful display of that. Um. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man, that's, that's amazing. $4.8 million. It's incredible, man. It's, it's so great. And and that's that's what it should yeah. be like. That's what it should be like. So I I, resp- I respect it. And we got a lot of texts coming in here. Really, really good stuff, guys. Five six six nine zero is our K Waste and Terrell text line. We'll get to some of these here in just a little bit. But I mean, yeah, the the way I the way I liked that it came together there was was an opportunity for people to view the humanity of of professional sports. Yeah. Oftentimes, this is about entertainment, and and you sometimes get from fans where they say, oh well, you get paid a lot of money to put your body on the line. Mm-hmm. But nobody thinks that's going to happen. Nobody right. thinks that that situation, nobody takes into account. And even like people on the text line were saying, well, I mean, you could have a broken neck. It's like, but again, that just how rare that actually yeah. ever happens. So that where we, we all could have a, a moment of humanity, I think was a good thing. And then again, to see specifically there, people donating to the charity was really, really great. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's super awesome, man. And um, you know, Kudos. But if you're the Bills, like how do you, how are you feeling right now? You got a, you got a game this week. I mean, how, yeah, how, how do you turn it, the page? It's, it's tough. Um, 
but uh, you know, I, I would imagine, uh, especially once they once they hear that he's 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 going to be okay. Good point. He, he didn't pass away. Um, you know, it'll be like sometimes when guys get injured and they're out of the building for mm-hmm. a little while, and you know, you 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 miss them, but at the same time, hey, we, we still gotta still gotta make sure you take care of that business because I think. Uh, DeMar will still like a Super Bowl ring, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'd appreciate that if the boys went ahead and finished the job. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's and, at this and point. And I'm sure that, that probably some inspiration for them. Hey, man, we're going we're gonna to do this for DeMar. Yeah, you know? uh, that's, uh, yeah, you got to rally behind that, you know. You don't want to use it as shtick, but you got to rally behind that. 100%. That's my brother. That's my brother, Landon. I'm going to go win this ring for him, Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, and, and for the Buffalo Bills, that's, again, you have to turn the page quickly because you're already a playoff team. You got to play this week. And we'll figure out the rest of it as far as the seating and all that stuff. But I mean, you got to play this week. You got the playoffs right on the other side of this thing. And so uh, you, you do have to sort of narrow, narrow in the focus. 303-713-8585 is our phone number. 56690 is our KOA Central text line. Steve Atwater in studio with us. We are going to spend some time talking about the Broncos against the Chiefs. What did we learn about the offense specifically? And then I want to talk about the defense, man. I mean, uh, Justin Simmons with another interception. Man, Alex, Sing- Alex Singleton making plays Ooh, all over the place. Too. Yes, sir. Lamar Jackson. I got to get your thoughts. I like it. On cornerback Lamar Jackson when we yes, come back sir. because Lamar Jackson uh, looked like he could play a little bit there too. So Steve Atwater in studio with us. He'll come back and fix the Broncos and <laughs> your personal problems. That's why he's in studio with us every Tuesday night, and we appreciate it, man. <laughs> I'm not doing all that. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> It's Broncos country tonight. Ryan Edwards, Benjamin Albright, Steve Atwater on KOA. Broncos country tonight. Ryan Edwards, Benjamin Albright. Grant always with the good music. Steve Atwater in studio. Pop, pop. At Steve Atwater 27 on Twitter. I did want to clarify something earlier. Okay. Uh, our guy Prophet, who, by the way, was a paramedic before he was... Uh, yeah, Prophet's killing it, man. Uh, before he was a lawyer. Oh, what? Oh, Prophet, my man. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, he said, Ben, just want to clarify, lowering his oxygen to 50% doesn't mean he's 50% breathing on his own. Uh, if he's still intubated and on a ventilator, he's not breathing on his own. It just means that his system isn't requiring as much supplemental oxygen to supply his tissues. Um, so with the necessary amount of oxygen. So it is good news, uh, but we'll need to wait until tomorrow to see if they start weaning him off the ventilator and he's breathing on his own. Normal air that we breathe contains roughly 21% oxygen. So that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I don't know that stuff. I'm that's not a doctor. I don't, I don't know that stuff. So I appreciate him saying that. I, and if I overstepped with what I was saying, then, uh, you know, then I appreciate him, him no, clarifying good, that. So love people reaching out and especially profit, of course, appreciate checking you, in, making sure that we're uh, saying it right. It was funny. He reached out to me a little bit earlier uh, in the day, kind of also trying to give me some perspective on mm-hmm. everything. And before I even had a chance to say anything, so that was good. And I and, I, and yet and yet, Prophet, I still messed it up. What did you I, butcher? Oh my gosh, dude! And somebody's <laughs> even tweeted me at me earlier saying that was really funny how I tried to explain what was going on based on what. Oh. And I took Prophet's general take and I I tried to like layman it, and uh-huh. it, it made me sound like I'd stayed at a Holiday Inn or whatever the whatever that, right. that commercial is. Yeah. Well, I'm not having you operate on me anytime soon. No, so. no, yeah. Anyways, Steve Atwater <laughs> studio to fix the Broncos and your personal Stop, life. Stop, man! Stop saying that. That's what the texter asked. Made sure that, that you're here for. That doesn't matter what the okay. what the texter says. Before we talk about the offense, I want to I want to ask you about the defense, man. Like I said, we there there are some there's some players still flying around out there. First of all, 
you got to bring back Alex Singleton, right? I mean, Alex Singleton's got to be one of your priority Bro, dudes, isn't he? Alex has been balling all year long. More tackles than any player since 2007. Are you serious? Since 2007? Yes, man. He's, he's flying around. And by the way, I caught a, a pretty funny moment in the locker room. He, he's very aware, and he he obviously like is c- continuing to try to stack some of these numbers. Uh-huh. And uh, he, we, he I, I caught a fun back and forth in the locker room with him and some some other people talking about his tackles. Like, why aren't you including my special teams tackles in this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that's fair, man. All right, Most that's people, a good point. Good point. It is a good point, and, yeah, and he yeah. deserves it as a defensive player. You don't count special team tackles. Not, no, no, no. But he definitely has quite a few of those, including a forced fumble this last week against Kansas City. So. Who stood out to you on the defensive side of the ball? Who have you been most impressed with? Come on, man. My safety, Jay Sims, with the hands, the hands team. He should be an all-pro. Yeah, man. But unfortunately, he did not play the whole season. He got the hands, man. He's got the hands. Uh, and he brought up. He came up and uh, put that thing on uh, Travis Kelsey, too. Yes, he did. Like, yes, hey, he did. Hey, 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 <laughs> man, I they, like. They were, they were playing... Listen, I mean, the Chiefs, maybe they were off their game in just a little bit, but I'd simultaneously say the Broncos' defense was was keeping it keeping it real, man. Yeah, yeah. But... They got the necessary. You know, the one thing I loved about this game is they got the stop. Mm-hmm. They gave the offense the ball back with four minutes to go. Yeah. That stop was so incredible. Now, they didn't, listen, they didn't play lights out, but they got that. They got the interception with Justin Simmons. They got the turnover on special teams, which allowed the Broncos to score a touchdown. They, they gave the team – this is as complimentary of a team team performance as we've seen all year. Time of possession, Broncos, 33 minutes, 6 there seconds. Chiefs, 26 minutes, 54 seconds. And I still don't think the Broncos ran the ball enough. No, you're probably right. Latavius Murray averaged 4.7, Chase Edmond 4.9, Russ 6.8 a carry, and they only ran the football, what was it, 21 times against 38 passes? 24, yeah. including Russ. But when you're playing a team like the Chiefs, this is how the clock needs to look. Mm-hmm. You, you, have can't to. Have, you can't have it flipped no. to where they got it 30, 35, 40 minutes out of the game. You got it, you know, a short period of time. So I'm glad that we, we weren't doing a lot of hurry-up offense. Uh, you know, we, we had some sustained drives. Uh, Russ was pushing the ball down the field nicely, using his legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a, a solid game, man. It, I, I, was, I was impressed. And it was funny because, again, marveling at the magic of Patrick Mahomes, who completed uh, no. passes to 11 receivers, including himself. Uh, <laughs> on the, uh, in that, oh, come on, man. Did he get a first down in that play? He no. got like six yards six out of yards. it. Six yards. But he, he get the, they blocked the, oh. they blocked the, bat the ball down. And it fl- How? How is that guy? You know, it's just, uh, it's just funny. You have to marvel. One thing I did take away from that game, though, Chiefs couldn't run the football. Nope. Chiefs couldn't run the football. Yeah, the Broncos yards. were out physical. They could not run the football. Yeah. Hey, man. First time I've seen that in a while. Yeah. D-line, linebackers, uh, secondary, they're coming up. They, they're, they're bringing it. Well, and keep that in mind that they're missing their top two pass rushers. You're missing your top two interior defensive line. I mean, you're talking yeah. about your front four not playing in this game. You're playing backups and rookies across, across that defensive line and pass rush. Do you think the Chiefs came out and took the Broncos for granted? They have been playing down to their opponents. Yeah, I don't think they took it for granted. I think they just they made a few mistakes. They couldn't run the football the way they wanted to, and the Broncos had a good game plan for how to how to kind of contain. They gave up passing yardage. Oh yeah, they, they, they kind of contain the they contain the score. They didn't give up the big plays. They didn't give up the explosive plays. By the way, taking it for granted. Shout out to Grant Smith podcast. He had a great one this mm-hmm. uh, New Year's Day or yesterday, I guess technically it was uh, the day after New Year's, but 
Uh, go check out the Taking It For Granted podcast wherever you get your podcast, including... Ah, oh, Take the, It For Granted. The, oh, I like it. <laughs> the completely free and totally awesome iHeartRadio app. Uh, all right, so, yeah, so I, I thought the overall game plan, the execution of everything, special teams look good, uh, but they didn't win. So I think inevitably we have to have the conversation on how do you get over the hump if you do all what we thought was the right things and yet you still don't get the result. How do you take away? Well, what's your takeaway if you're a player on that? Well, for, first off, you can't get um, discouraged by it um, because that is the recipe for winning is playing hard, playing to the whistle, uh, having good games. And the more you do that, the more guys buy into that, hey, the, the, the greater your chances of winning. But if you go back and, and say, all right, oh, man, it didn't work. And I'm not. I'm not doing that anymore. Then guess what? It's, it's going to be right back to square one, and we we can't afford that. Uh, obviously, we're not we're not going to the playoffs. But whenever you're in a game, man, you're playing for something. Yes, you're playing you are. for something. Well, they were playing to snap the streak. They were playing, if nothing else, for some pride. Oh yeah, and you could see it. You could see. You could tell they 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 played, man. They they came out and and they played. And I I was I was proud. I was proud that these guys. Uh, you know, gave the effort that they did and, and made it as close a game as uh, as it was. And we had a chance to do something there with the last drive of the game. I really thought the Broncos would have a better showing than they did against the Rams. Like, I, I had anticipated that. But the one thing I didn't really know was going to be the response, we heard that some of the players didn't really love the being in pads this late in the season during practice. So what was what, I mean, what would your reaction to be if you were asked to be in pads in Week 17 when you're basically out of it at this hey, point. Hey, look here. When you lose, you can't <laughs> complain about nothing. <laughs> so you can and expect anything, right? Um, Mike Shanahan, guess what? If we'd have been losing, we'd have been in pass too. There's we, different we, rules back then. But I'm just saying, as, many, as often as we could, if we were losing, we'd be in pass as well. And you, you got to understand, that's how it is, man. Uh, the league is, you know, they, 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 don't, they don't reward uh average play you know they they reward exceptional play now you know you may get paid but it's not going to be a, a easy a comfy cozy uh country club lifestyle if you're not winning that's just it's just how it is man uh and now obviously there are a lot of things that went into this season going down the way that it has with all the injuries and that and you know, I, you know in my opinion you just can't you can't, just can't act like a second, third team player can come in and play like one of your starters that, you know, you, you, you're paying, you know, that's really well seven, said. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars to. You can't point. expect a guy to come in. Right, I'm making 300,000. Mm -hmm. That's good money, but you just can't expect to have the same level of play. Oh, I think you, you said it perfect there. And that, for me, I thought that we'd see better effort, right? We'd, well, I thought we'd see better effort, but I also thought it was going to be a tough. It was going to be a tough task to oh, hang 100%. with Kansas City yeah. for sixty yeah. minutes when you're playing third stringers, fourth stringers out there, guys you're calling up on game day that haven't been. You know, I mean, that that's what the offensive line in a lot of ways is constituted right now. You, you just you're, it, it, it's, it's got, not an excuse. We, it's just some, an explanation. And we got some young guys who are you know getting their feet wet. Yeah. Uh, and I thought the effort was there. And and you know those guys, this is valuable experiences for them. And to where, hey, when, when they get in the game, this this next game, and then you know going forward with their careers, they can build on it. So it's I I didn't I didn't I didn't take any negatives from it. 
No, I 100%. Now, obviously, you know, we wanted to win the game. But for me, it's like with the season that we've had, I want to see the effort. And I want to see that, you know, guys are, are, are just, you know, leaving it out there on the field. I remember uh, Parcells used to say, hey, man, I don't care if you do the wrong thing. Just do it at 110%. I like that. On the KOA Central text line, 56690. Ryan, I would say the refs stole this game from us. Oh, we did. all know. Well, I was, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say that. <laughs> Just a reaction? <laughs> <laughs> Send that into the league office. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't no. say that. Uh, so OPI on Sutton, uh, the body slamming of Russ. Oh, bro, I almost smack do something at my tv dude the opi I, I was watching that again today and it still made me mad I, like i'm glad you know ben had to step out to take a call i'm glad ben isn't in here because he's still defending it like that was the right call and from a defensive player's point of view i can see it <laughs> i can see it but those calls are never made never made no and then, and then I, when they dump russ bro I, they dump russ i also thought that russ's arm was coming forward on that, the fumble yep. call, you you go back to review that, and you can clearly see he had control all the way to release. It was just hit at the same time, but again. But when they dumped him yeah. after the play? Can't, yeah. I was like, come you, on, man, no flag? You're standing right there. You got to stand there looking. You can't have it. Yeah, but uh, I didn't say any of that. You did No, you just, said the refs did a wonderful yeah, job. Yeah, the refs did a great job, It's a man. very difficult job to do. Super hard job on them. Let's get a quick check of traffic from the Horseshoe Blackhawk KY Traffic Center. Here's Katie Mitchell. Go ahead, Daddy. Yes, are you spitting bars? Is that what you're doing here? It's right on the good side. <laughs> what would LL think of that? He probably wouldn't like that. He might, he might, he might. He yeah. might dig it. Yeah, dig it. That would sounds... work in Patchwork Blue, but not with LL. Oh, no, we don't no. spit bars in Patchwork Blue. <laughs> Grant doesn't miss. A little lounging from LL Cool J. Steve Atwater in the studio with us for another segment. we got Tim Jenkins joining us here at the top of the hour. We'll get into a little bit of breakdown of what happened with the offense. What do you like about Justin Alton calling plays? We'll get to that with uh, Tim Jenkins. Also, Ryan Konigsberg from DNVR. DNVRsports.com. Yeah, not, uh, not any imitators, pretenders, ripoff logos. The original DNVR. What does DNVR stand for? Denver. <laughs> you been on social media today? Is, is he ever? No. That's a no. Yeah. I mean, you got better. Th- you got better things to do, man. You don't? No, not really. No. I should. I should be like you know hanging with the kids and going sledding and stuff. But I'm. I'm just surfing Twitter all day incessantly. That's cold blood. Just searching for my name. No. Cold blood. <laughs> Uh, all right, Steve, last couple of minutes here uh, with you. Uh, one of the texts here I want to get to on the KOA Central text line 56690 asking us about the offensive line. It says, Happy New Year, gents. While rightly the focus seems to be on the coaching search, I was struck by something else you guys mentioned recently, almost complete turnover along the offensive line. While I can see there be changes at left guard, center, and right tackle, why do you think Bolts is on the block? I find it hard to imagine finding a better option at left tackle with so many holes to fill on limited picks. Well, uh, there are a ton of different things they're going to have to do. Um, why do I think Bowles is on the block? It, I don't know that he's on the block per se, but his contract is underwater. At $10 million underwater, you're going to have to restructure. I'm not sure that he's going to restructure. Bowles is one of those guys, like, you make a deal with me, that's the deal, that's that. So I don't know that he's willing to restructure. Um, as far as complete turnover, obviously, Quinn, uh, Quinn Miners will be back. I think we all agree on that. The center position... If they had, I, I feel like if they felt like Lloyd Cushenberry was the guy, they would have activated him over Chase Edmonds off the IR. Lloyd Cushenberry's been healthy for weeks. 
He's been he's he, ready to go. Yeah, he's been available for weeks. They they went ahead and got a fourth running back to bring back uh, over him. That that kind of tells me something. Tips me off something there. Left guard. I think we all know the situation. Dalton Reisner is a local fan favorite, but the reality is he's probably a middle of the road guard, and and there's his tape has been on the ground too much. Uh, I think I think they're going to let him test the market, and you know certainly the altercation with Brett Rippon did not help him uh, in in any way with this team. And the right tackle, they've been trying to solve that for a decade and a half, and mm. haven't. So that is one of the situations. Like if we're talking about criticisms, justifiable criticisms for G- George Payton is well, and again, it wasn't just him. Obviously, they haven't drafted an offensive tackle since Garrett Bowles in 2017. Yeah, but but to that point, he's had two drafts now and didn't take an offensive tackle, knowing how bad the right tackle position was. And they just added a lot of guys trying to just throw bodies at it. It seems like, so that's gotta be something you address. I know you have limited picks, but something that you have to consider this top yeah, of the draft. Yeah. I definitely think that, uh, that that's an area. I mean, for me, it's like, Hey, O-line and interior defensive line, you know, mm-hmm. you need a dog mm-hmm. on an interior defensive line. So you mm-hmm. need, you need, uh, what Deion Sanders say, you need a dog. up there. Mm-hmm. You need, you need somebody who, well, especially if Draymond doesn't come back. Yeah. Six, even if Draymond's here, a 6'4", 320-pound, 6'5", 320-pound dude who nobody can no, – they, they can't block him. It's too we, bad they won't be at the top of the draft to get that guy from Georgia. Oh, my God. <laughs> Golly's. He is something. I know. Yeah, those guys, they go high. Carter. They go high. Jalen Carter. Oh, my God. Yeah. That guy is Because, I mean, you got unreal. DJ Jones who's stout, but he's like 6'3", 05, and you're looking for a dude with about 30 more pounds and three more inches, right? Yeah, and you just need somebody to go along, go along with them. You know, if you, if you only got really one guy that can really put pressure on the quarterback from an interior defensive line, hey, guess what? It's not that big of a threat. You got to have you got to have four guys coming, mm-hmm. you know, and, and most of the great teams that we go against, go against, great defensive teams, they have four of those guys. Two guys on the edge, two guys on the inside, and they could bring pressure with four and to where it's, you don't have to put your secondary uh, in, 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 in trouble by sending a, a fifth guy and then, you know, you, you man up all the time. They can play zone and get pressure with five, with four, and uh, it's a good thing. So uh, I told you Steve would fix the Broncos. I didn't fix anything. <laughs> I mean, you just told us. Need more interior defensive line help. And overline. Right, both of them. But and yeah, some speed I'm, I'm receiver. Not just going to some speed receiver and probably another tight end and maybe a running back. And another hour with Steve. Hey, man, I think at the receiver position, we got some, we got some guys. Tim Jenkins joins us next. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, man. I'm out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.